What's happening, lovely people? Uh, we're back in your life. Bean, or Benjamin, and Joseph. In the clinch. What an epic uh, card we had on our hands this weekend. Uh, Charles, the Olive Man, Charlie Olives, Oliveira, took on Dustin Poirier in the main event. Lightweight title on the line. Hell of a fight, didn't disappoint. But I suppose real star of the show many stars so I think might have even been the record amount of bonuses given after a UFC card but the real star of the show must say Juliana Pena beating Amanda Nunes dethroning the female goat the lioness was tamed uh, we'll start we'll start with the main event because there was a lot of chat beforehand we both said that well, a lot of people said that they thought it was Poirier's time and uh, it was his destiny to win this fight. All of us was having none of it, Matt. Uh, it wasn't without adversity for Charlie Olives. Knocked down twice, three times even in the first round. Poirier's boxing looked really slick, but they went back and forth in that first round. I'd say oh, oh, Poirier probably edged it at 10-9. Uh, Second, uh, Poirier got tied up in a grappling exchange. Ended up in was he in Charlie Olive's guard just for or was Olive's in his guard? He just basically just held onto Olive's uh, yeah, and swung all around. Yeah, and then third round, Olive's <laughs> uh, times uh, back take perfectly. Body lock. Uh, Ducks under a hook from uh, uh, the diamond, gets his back, climbs up the back. Honestly, as soon as he got his back, had both hooks in, I said to turn to one of my housemates, I was like, mate, it's fucking over. Yeah, I feel like Olives is one of those guys, if he takes your back, yeah. you're kind of fucked. And I think that was kind of Dustin's problem. I think mm. this whole second round, he was just so, even said it after the fight, he was just so scared of getting his back taken. And because, like, give up your back to someone like Olives, you're fucked. Um, yeah, it's a good night of Vienna as soon as he got that lap blocked in at the start of the third round. Yeah, Olives is just such a good finisher. Uh, his kind of proactive jujitsu, he's always looking for subs, he's always, he's just. He's, there's just levels to jiu-jitsu. He's so sick. He's so, so, so good. Um, and yeah, he just proved he's he's the best at the moment. Uh, I'm very intrigued to see how him and Islam Makachev would look, honestly. Um, but yeah, I'm gutted for Poirier because he's just a really good bloke. He seems like a really good bloke. Very charitable. Uh, but him and Charlie Olives are cut from the same cloth. Uh, Charlie Olives honestly came from like one of the worst areas of Brazil. Came from the, the favelas. Worked his way up. Been in the UFC now for like 11 years. Yeah. Came into UFC when he was 20 years old. And it's, been, it's not been like a short road. It's been a long road for him. And he thoroughly deserves all the success he's getting now. Uh but yeah, I, do, I am gutted for Poirier because he's he's just a top bloke. He deserves to be a champion. Yeah. 
You say that about Olives. Started his ten uh, his UFC career ten and eight. Mm. Since twenty eighteen, ten and oh. Like talk about the turnaround. Yeah. This guy that has pieced it all together at the perfect time. Peaking, coming into his prime. Uh yeah. but yeah, I, I'm just <laughs> I didn't I found it hard to enjoy at first because I was just so gutted for Poirier. Like Especially getting his back taken, man. Getting like literally the exact same thing that happened. With, well, not the exact same, but rear naked choke again, like similar to the Khabib fight. And like, like sports is such a cruel mistress. I mean, that was I. I would say though, you look at like Poirier, um, look at Oliveira, look at Brandon Moreno, look at Juliana Pena, Glover Tixera. Four guys who've won the belt this year after coming back from like the most ridiculous adversities. Like Moreno got cut from the UFC. Pena's been in the division for years. Glover Tixera's 43. Oliveira, like we've just said, who's 10 and 8 at the start. I'm not ready to cancel or to say that Poirier cannot bounce back and win the belt. But if you're being real about it, it's not likely with Oliveira and Islam. And like even Benil, I think people are sleeping on Benil in the Islam fight. Like it's a fucking hard, hard fight. But I don't think Poirier can bounce back. Like in that division, he's two wins away from another title shot. We'll see. You know, he's still young. I think it just depends on what he wants. I'm not sure he wants to keep fighting, man. Like he fought McGregor twice. He's made millions. Now that he's lost his fight, the McGregor three fight. Kind of makes sense. Like, I wouldn't hate seeing them fight again if Connor wants it. Um, or like 170. I think he's got options. I just think he needs to decide what he's going to do, if he's going to stick around or or what. Yeah, for sure. No, he does have options. But uh, nonetheless, um, as you said last week, if he doesn't win a belt, he'll go down as possibly the greatest fighter to ever not win a, a like an undisputed UFC title anyway. Um, yeah, but I just love Charlie Olives personally. Uh, I I know like it's hard to like someone who doesn't speak English, but like what there's a, that moment where um, just before, so like after he fought Tony Ferguson, uh, they were both together in they were both together in a press conference where they were both wearing sunglasses and they like everyone was saying they looked like clones of each other. Uh, and just before they did the face-offs at the end, so I think Tony was fighting Benil Dariush and Olives was fighting Chandler. Um, and just before Tony faced off with Benil, uh, Charlie Olives is coming up to him, basically just like geeing him up, getting him, like motivating him. Uh, and this is like after they'd fought, uh, and he's like just speaking in Brazilian, like, "Come on, mate, you can fucking do it!" Like, and I love that type of shit. Like, you can just tell he's like a genuinely good lad, and uh, he's just also just an insanely good fighter. And I'm a sucker for a guy who's like that good at jujitsu as well. So, yeah, I think could be looking at someone who's going to be champ for potentially a long time. But uh, Gaethje. I'm, I'd love to see what happens between him and Gaethje now. Gaethje's, Gaethje can go bang on the feet as well, but uh, Olives just seems so durable. And again, like the way Khabib 
dealt with Gaethje on the ground. I feel like Oliver, there's no reason why Oliveira can't do the same thing. I can't lie. Yeah, 100%. So, I think Oliveira wins against Gaethje in like a very similar fashion to Chana and Boye. Like, first round will be fuck, like, oh, first round will be chaos. Wouldn't yeah. be surprised if Oliveira gets dropped and like gets rocked. But that's the thing with Oliveira, like, you drop him, or are you going to just let him fucking, you're going to go into his guard, are you? <laughs> Yeah. I don't think you are, mate. You're tie up with him on the <laughs> yeah. ground, are you? Yeah, exactly. You need like, a fucking neck. Snap, yeah. Mate. So I just it's such, it's such a puzzle to figure out. Yeah. But I mean, I can just imagine that first round just being like, like so similar to like Chandler first round, Poirier first round. It'd just be chaos. But yeah, like you say, I think like he's his jujitsu just offers a totally different dimension to um, yeah. and like different to Khabib as well. Because Oliveira's not really like looking, he's not looking to take you down the same way Khabib is. No, he's way more slick with it. Like the way he took yeah. Poirier's back was just beautiful. Yeah. Like it was just, yeah, it, it was so not reactive, but the way he ducked under Poirier's punch was just beautiful. It was so perfectly timed. You know um, what was unreal as well? The second yeah. round, the way he smothered Dustin was just like. It was quite horrible to watch, like Dustin getting choked out because, like, Olive is just like covering his nose with his arms, just constant pressure and like elbows, like with his hands all over his face. Like, it's what, it's, um, it's horrible, it's man. Glover, to be honest, it's what Glover did against Yan. Yeah, it's very like, sort of old school yeah. uh, way of doing it, but it's effective. There's like it's, a it looks nasty, but it's like yeah. you put your hands over the mouth, restrict the breathing. It's just. You're the guy on the bottom. It's so like disheartening as well. There was a picture of uh, Oliveira on top of Dustin, and Oliveira is using his nose. Uh, sorry, he's using his chin on on Dustin's nose, and his other el- his arm, his shoulder on his other nostril. So his chin and his shoulder, he's choking him out, or his nose and the rest of his shoulders covering his whole face. So. His entire breathing, nose and mouth are just completely smothered. Like it is literally horrible to watch. Can't like getting knocked out is bad, but imagine someone doing to do that to you on the floor. You have no control over it whatsoever. It's horrible. Yeah. Uh gotta do anything to win though, I suppose. Oh, totally. It's commendable. Like it's very yeah. commendable. It's legal. It's it's unreal to do as well. To someone like Dustin, make him look so it's completely powerless from bottom. Yeah. Anywho, uh, Gaethje would appear to be next for Oliveira, as we've said. And Dustin, who knows what's next for him. Uh, he just needs to like reset, take some time out. What would you like to see him do next? Do you know what it is? I watched his interview after and he was saying, I don't know if I have it in me to go on like another title run. Basically, he yeah. said, like, I'll know in the next sort of w- couple of weeks. But like hearing him say that, it must, and knowing like, well, not, I don't truly know, but like you can imagine just how much work goes into, I mean, this is years and years and years of work and like endless, you know, training twice a day for months and months and months at a time. Well, years at a time, really, um, to then not achieve the one thing that you've set out to achieve must just be so disheartening. <laughs> um, so you know, if he doesn't 
go for another run at 155. I don't think anyone will be mad at him. Like, if he moves up to welterweight, fair play. Like, he's a sick fighter. He's, he doesn't have, he's got nothing really to prove. Like, he's been in so many epic fights. Um, beat Conor McGregor twice. Like, beat Gaethje. Beat Eddie Alvarez. Holloway. Holloway. Like, fuck. That's an insane resume. He has nothing to be upset about. Like, um, yeah, he's like he's already a legend. I'm sure he'll be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but yeah, I guess some people just get fixated on winning the title and being able to say they're the best in the world at one point in time. Um, so yeah, I hope he's able to at some point. Don't know if I see him doing it at welterweight either, though. So, yeah, I think it's it's interesting to see like how fighters are after they fight Connor. I don't know if I believe that you can truly make that much money and then kind of lose a certain degree of hunger, especially if you find back to back, like mm. Dustin must have made like at least 10 mil from both fights combined, probably more like 20 mil, maybe 15. So like, if you're him, do you want to fight like a, a Chandler or oh, I don't know, maybe a, a Benil, like the loser of Islam v. Um, or Benil, or do you want to fight McGregor again? Do you want to maybe fight Colby at 170? Mate, Dustin v. Nate Diaz. I think that is the fucking fight. Like, they both want it. They both game. It's been talked about for so long. Through that at 170, you got two blown-up lightweights. Just an absolute bang of a fight. Any co-main event on any pay-per-view. Like, that would be amazing. Please, five round, though. Please. Oh, 100%. Do it for the BMF belt. Like, I know Masvidal was the BMF, but that's a BMF fight. Yeah, fuck. I mean, yeah, we could probably sit and speculate over the lightweight division here for like hours, to be fair. It's just yeah. such a stacked shark tank. <clears throat> um, but co-main event. <sighs> this is probably now my new favourite female fight. Um, it's up there with uh, Joanna and Whaley Zhang for me though I, I guess that was like a five round banger this was just like fuck off your seat shouting yeah. <laughs> i was going absolutely mental got in trouble by a security guard at uni um my reaction to this fight uh but it was a certainly warranted reaction um juliana peña is insanely tough and so mentally strong um first round i think Maybe Nunes just pipped it with her ground control, but then uh, second, like shit just went crazy. Shit got really wild. Uh, Pena started pumping that jab out there. Uh, it wasn't without like adversity for her either. Like Nunes was landing some big shots as well. It was just like a, it was almost like a battle of who's got a bigger heart. Who yeah. Can eat more shots, keep coming forward. And Pena just seemed to want it more on the night. I don't know if it's even a case of like Pena's technically better. I just think she's had more heart. She and, broke uh, Nunes. She broke Nunes, yeah. Like her hooks weren't even in oh, for the finish. Um, that doesn't mean to say you can finish chokes without your hooks in. Like that is a thing. But it certainly didn't look like, it looked a little bit like maybe Nunes like tap or almost gave up. Didn't even tap from being choked. Almost tapped just out of sheer exhaustion and 
the momentum being so far in Pena's favor that she probably just knew she wasn't going to win the fight. I definitely think so. I don't think that, like, technically it wasn't a great fight. Like, when they were just standing there in the second round, banging, like, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, beautiful striking. It was just like, yeah, it was just, especially against Nunes, it was just like, it looked like Nunes herself couldn't, Nunes herself was literally like the reaction of everyone. She was just like, Mm. what the fuck? Like, you're just going to stand in front of me and bang. And then she kept, like, keeps backing up. As if like trying to figure out like how am I gonna solve this? And Penny's just like, Matt, Matt, come here, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> All fucked. Didn't give her a moment to breathe uh, or collect herself. And man, that oh, what a fight though. <laughs> I mean the reaction of the commentaries is insane. <laughs> the reaction of all the crowd was also insane. Like um I loved her post fight interview. Um, she echoed the words of Nate Diaz not surprised motherfuckers <laughs> whilst holding her daughter <laughs> her really young daughter so like um, Michael Chaser was like drunk mm-hmm. as shit yeah he jumped out <laughs> tried to like get in the cage because he trains with Pena had to get like stopped Pena fell and like cut his eye open yeah had to be like had to have like security take him out and have a chat with Dana just like, just calm down, mate. Yeah, I do think, it, honestly, it's one of those where, like, I don't, you don't even want to think about the future because the chances are if Nunes is on, I think if Nunes is on, Nunes wins this fight. But I think it just wasn't her day. I think she just got, I think she just, I think she kind of took Pena for granted, didn't really give her. I wouldn't think she gave, didn't give her the respect that she deserves. I just think that if you're someone like Nunes, you're on the top for that long. I don't think you're going to treat every challenger like special, like in a, in a special way, because there's just been so many yeah. pretty like not not subpar, but to her eyes, subpar fighters that she's just beaten, um, and she just got caught not hundred percent all in. I think on the night, I think she just got broken like better fighter one simple as that yeah I'd be very intrigued to see what happens in a rematch but on this night like you're so right must be so hard to maintain that standard uh, as a cha- as like a really dominant champion because like, you saw in the first round like Nunes won that round she looked good yeah I mean so there's no reason why I think technically she was a better fighter but on the night it just wasn't hers she hit Pena with shots that other women in other fights have just been like, Matt, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm out. She hits really hard. I don't want this. Pena yeah. was just like, eh, I'm going to keep eating those. Don't you worry. <laughs> I'm going to keep coming forward. <laughs> yeah. You can't it's knock me out. Crazy as well at the end. Like, see Pena just like, just like dead. She just like doesn't even, she just gets up so calmly. Shakes Amanda's hand, gives her a hug, walks back to her corner, and just stands there like in shock, doesn't say a word. And it's not until like a minute after she realizes, like, oh, I've just tapped out Amanda Nunes, the greatest female fighter of all time. Yeah, madness. Uh, I was at a loss for words at the end, to be fair. I was like, 
was one of those fights uh, <laughs> just takes you, took me to a place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck have I just seen? Like, it was mental, absolutely mental. Reminder of why I just love this sport, to be honest. Did you like, um see that guy? Guy bet. Three hundred sixteen thousand pounds on the Nunes, yeah, or dollars even. I did for a thirty k cash back. Just fucking lost so much money. I mean, what a retard! But like, it speaks to how dominant Nunes has been. Yeah, Uh, we did say last week though. Like, of all her challenges, Pena's like was one was was gonna definitely be one of her bigger challenges. Yeah, I think I feel like Nunes probably should have or would have known that. But she's also another one who's like made a shit ton of money and is now a mum. Yeah. Like, I don't know. How do you say it must be quite difficult to stay motivated? Totally. I mean, you look at her. So, Megan Anderson, Felicia Spencer, Jermaine Duran, I mean, Holly Holm, her last four fights. Like, none of those are like huge names. Obviously, she fought Cyborg, she fought Shevchenko. Like Rousey, like they were big fights, but like her last four have just been very much like, you know, just feed me whoever, and I will fight them and win. And yeah, I just think she got caught lacking. Really, I think it really is similar to GSP v Sarah, uh, like really similar. Because I think, if I'm being honest, I think Nunes wins a rematch, like a like a. <clears throat> and all in newness. I just think she's a better fighter, but fuck, like maybe not. Maybe maybe um Pena just has a number. I don't know. Considering Pena has been talking about how much he wants to fight Nunes for so long, like talked mad shit in the lead up to this fight, more so than like any other of the challenges that Nunes had. Just proving that like she just isn't scared of Nunes. Like she didn't care about the aura of like the greatest female fighter of all time, any of that shit. So I think it speaks volumes to spend uh, Pena's like mental fortitude and just to believe that she has in herself. Yeah, she's a beast. Um, no real need to ask what's next. I suppose we all know that's most likely going to be a rematch. Just let the moment just settle in and enjoy it, mate. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's all there is to do. Drink it in. Yeah, literally. Um, no, nah, but water fight. Uh, unbelievable fight. If you haven't seen it, Highlights are up on YouTube. Uh, I highly recommend you going and watching those highlights of BT Sport UFC. Um, yeah, Peña Nunez in the history books. Uh, moving swiftly on, we had Jeff Neal taking on Santiago Ponzanibio. Jeff Neal getting it done by, uh, was it UD? or U- uh, Split decision. Split decision. Apologies. Uh, I didn't actually I wasn't even here for that fight and I'm yet to see even highlights of it but yes a needle in a haystack of like an average fight on the night of very good fights so so all we'll uh, say is well uh, done Jeff good job uh, we digress (laughs) to the flyweight division uh, uh, so quite a bit was made of how Cody Garbrandt would do at his newfound weight class. 
he looked admittedly a lot bigger than Kai Karafantz when they faced off uh, both at the weigh-ins and at the press conference. And I was thinking, oh, is this going to be a case of he's going to be a monster or is he going to do a TJ, still a short, and just be an absolute shell of himself with no chin? And honestly, I don't even know if that is the case. I feel like that would be doing uh, Kai Kara France discredit because Kara France has proved in his previous fights he's got hands. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's also on the come up. So, like, I don't want to do him any discredit, but Garbrandt, I don't know. He did look a little bit chinny. But having said that, man, more power to uh, Kai Kara France. He said he was going to do what he did. And went out and did it. <laughs> Knocked uh, Car- Cody Garbrandt out in the first round. What a boy. I don't know what to make of Cody, to be honest. Like, I don't know. He's it, it, kind of been knocked out. Like, it's kind of funny, like, the first few times he got knocked out, like, against uh, Pedro. And then, you know, he came knocked back. Out. Knocked out twice against TJ, wasn't he? Yeah, twice against TJ, Pedro Munoz. Mm. Um, he got the brakes being off him by Rob Font. Yeah. Had that amazing Asuncio knockout in between, which was, you know, cool. Um, But, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if I even, I don't know if I, I don't think his chin is the problem. I just think, I, I don't know, he's so weird, like, he has hands. He has good wrestling. Like, he's a good fighter. I just feel like maybe the fact that he just fights killers, like, to be fair, like, if you look at his, he lost his last five of his last six, he's lost. But he's lost to Rob Font, Pedro Munoz, TJ Dillashaw twice. Like, it's not like he's fighting the best of the best, but... Yeah, he is, yeah. No, all by so right. KO, apart from Font, who just fucking beat the shit out of him. Yeah, it was interesting for me. He's like, I see, so I see him get knocked out. I feel like I've seen him get knocked out a few too many times now. And then you think, and you, but then you look back and compare it to like his fight against Dominic Cruz, where he just outclassed him, like for five rounds, outclassed Dominic Cruz, one of the toughest puzzles to figure out in MMA, and he just made him look like an amateur on the night. Like, that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, but do you think that that was because Team Alpha Male fought Cruz like? fucking a million times times. and they just like they literally just they molded Cody to be the guy who could beat Cruz that's definitely a factor and it was a Cruz who was like just constantly injured and didn't fight that regularly anyway so anyhow but either way fucking yeah he's unbelievable breaks off him yeah and then it did look like then he was going to be a star for a long time Mate, it's like in the the first Dillashaw fight as well. He dropped Dillashaw in the first round. Like he nearly finished it, and then he just lost his head and like just wanted to bang. Um, yeah. And the same thing that happened in the Munoz fight. And yeah, I think to be honest, like more credit to Kai Kara France because <laughs> Kai Kara France dropped Cody like five times in like yeah. that finishing sequence. Like he that finishing sequence for like the what the left hook uppercut jab or like jab hook uppercut I mean how the fuck that wasn't a stoppage there how he then got dropped again after yeah. that because the referee didn't stop it 
I mean, fucking hell. Like, no wonder Cody's chin has some problems if referees aren't stopping fights there. Like, yeah. I get it because they're lighter, but fuck, like, he should have been stopped off, like, early, a bit early on, I thought. I didn't think it was a great stoppage. Yeah. Kai just looked like a demon, though. Like, fair play yeah. to him. He had a certain aura about him all week. Um, and if you looked at the embedded videos and stuff, he just looked like he knew that's what he was going to do. Yeah. Um, I was skeptical just because I thought that Garbrandt's such an unknown quantity at that weight class. But nah, fair play to Cara France. Like he's a beast. Obviously, CKB as well is just such a good gym. Like, um, yeah, he's just selected a shot so well. Um his hit the first time he rocked him, it was like an overhand, but he sort of fainted with the left hand. That uh brought a reaction from Garbrandt and then just bang this insanely powerful overhand right. And that was like the start of the end, really. Um but what's next for Garbrandt? I don't know because like he's this was supposed to be like a career resurgence for him going down to one twenty five and like hasn't really worked that way, eh? Yeah, totally. I think Cara France was very impressive. Um, title shot next. Yeah, he called for that after, but he kind of made the mistake of being like, oh, I'm not going to fight unless yeah. you get the title shot. <laughs> uh, and when they oh. said that to Dana, Dana was like, <laughs> uh. yeah, all right, Kai, man. <laughs> so Izzy said, <laughs> Izzy in his reaction video was like, yeah. title shot, we riot. But uh, come on, man. <laughs> it's not how the game works. I do get it, though, because if Cody had won, like, Probably definitely would have got title shot. So, but yeah, you know, you know the game. So, it's all about you can put bums on seats at the end of the day. Yeah. Whilst he's a cracking fighter, not too many people know Kai Kara France, but it doesn't mean to say that they wouldn't know him. Like, not that many people knew Brandon Moreno, to be fair, before he became champ. So, yeah. Fuck it. Give him a chance. Like it's a growing weight division. If he comes in and like beats Moreno. Well, I know are Moreno and Figueroa fighting for a trilogy. Yeah. They're fighting in a few weeks. I think it's February yeah. or Jan. Yeah, so Car France, I mean, I'm who else is there to fight at that division? Askar Askarov. Who that who's Askar Askarov by the way? Uh, well, I mean, he's not ranked number two. Exactly, he's ranked number two. Car France is ranked it. number six. Yeah, no, That's you're mad. not wrong. Yeah. That's mad. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess Car France is more of a star, definitely. Um, yeah, I don't know. Flyweight's just—it's quite just nice to see flyweight having some fighters there, like now. I hope Cody stays there, to be honest. Like, I think he's a good addition. I don't think the weight cut had anything to do with it. Like, I thought he looked fucking pretty tremendous at flyweight, to be honest. Like, I don't know how the fuck he makes for that weight, but he looked he looked in great shape. Like, even in the weigh-ins, he didn't look... No, he looked like in good shape. He's going to die. It's more just about the oxygen to the brain or the dehydration of the brain. Yeah. Like, 
You want to elaborate on that, Matt? <laughs> what can affect your ability to be knocked out easier, essentially, because you're cutting more water. Yeah, but body. yeah, no, um, to be fair, I'm gonna have a look at what he looked like on the weigh-ins. Um, he, he looked pretty gaunt. Yeah, I don't doubt it. To be fair, I don't doubt it. Um, so yeah, no, maybe you're right then. Maybe you're right. No, that's not think... the case. Like Conor McGregor was a fucking zombie for years, and he was amazing at featherweight. But yeah, but like in a weird way, maybe his chin was like kind of better at flyweight. Like he didn't get knocked out cold by Car France. So he ate loads of shots, and um, you know, at bantamweight, <laughs> he's been knocked out like numerous times as well. So I don't know if I just all I'm saying is I don't know if like the weight. Yeah, necessarily the problem. Some people are just chinny, but like when Dana White was asked about him in the post fight, he was like, "Yeah, I feel like I've seen him be knocked out a few too many times now." Yeah, I had in a short space of time. Yeah, Um, he's a tough one, man. He needs to take. If I were him, like take a long break, pretty long. Um, He's done a few things though to like try and change his path or like to the way he does things like training with Mark Henry like sort of contemporarily sort of leaving Team Alpha Male or like balancing between the two yeah going down to flyweight it's like he's making trying to make these changes to have a positive impact and hasn't quite worked but yeah I feel like he's still probably young as well he's 30 30 so he could realistically have a good few more years in him but yeah, I don't know. Tough one. Anywho. It's pretty mad, all I'll say, to finish up on. Yeah. Pretty crazy to see Garbrandt lose to Carl France, which is, right, on the same night that Dominic Cruz puts on, like, a vintage performance against Pedro Munoz, who beat Cody, like, two years ago, when Cody beat the brakes off of Cruz, like, was that, like, five years ago? It's just... Like that again, just shows you how just insane the sport is. Like, it's just crazy, man. It's just yeah, it's madness, madness. But yeah, yeah. speaking of uh, bantamweights, yeah, your boy, the, sh- the your boy won. Shock. Yeah, the uh, to be fair though, as a as a fan of martial arts, as a a fan of stand-up fighting, the way O'Malley puts combos together, the way he fights is just, like, it's beautiful. (laughs) Like, it's not like... I mean, he's in there with another elite martial artist as well. It's not like he's just in there with a punching bag. So the way... The the, the ease with which he does it is, like, so impressive. Like, just as an admirer of uh, mixed martial arts, like... How can you not watch his fights and appreciate what he's able to do? Yeah. Like, even against, even against Bettinio, who's like not, you know, not, who is a punching never, bag. Never fought in the UFC before. Yeah. Who was like a human punch bag. He didn't go away. Like, O'Malley had to stay on the whole time. And he did. Landed like the most significant strikes in like a three round ever. Right. 
You've got to admit, like, he's fucking pretty special. Oh, yeah, totally. I just want to see him fight someone at his level. Yeah. I'm just sick of seeing... I can't get excited about watching him fight. I don't think... I don't know if it's him or the UFC. Because, like, when he was asked, he's like, the UFC isn't offering me any of the guys who I want to fight or who I've called out. Yeah, but I understand the argument that he wants more money. But surely the bigger fights you take, the more money you make. Well, from what Dana said, is that Sean's asking for more money for the bigger fights. I guess we're going to have to start giving him bigger fights. Eh? So we're going to have to pay him. That's what he said. Yeah. So in his, Essentially, O'Malley's played an absolute fucking blinder. <laughs> like he's waited until he's basically forced their hand because they realize how good he is and how like can't really feed him these shit guys because he's going to keep fucking murking him. So like he's kind of played it perfectly really. Yeah. He's going to no, get he's done paid well. even more. He didn't want to accept less money. He's going to get paid even more now to fight the better fighters, which to me makes a lot of sense. Yeah. No, right. Yeah, it's a business move. But why are you then on Twitter calling out Peter Yan, TJ Dillashaw, Jose Aldo, Sam Hagen? Get yeah. people excited. All right, man. All right. It's not a fan of himself. That's what McGregor did when he was coming up as well. Yeah, McGregor took. Big fights, quickly. Nah. He's still like... It, nah, even like in his early days, like when he was fighting Brimage, Holloway, all those guys, he was still calling out Aldo from the very start. He was calling out uh, Cub Swanson. I remember him being in the top five. He was calling him out in like his second ever interview. It's what you yeah, do. Like, nah, but build your name though. by calling out big names. But Connor built his, built his way up the ladder in far greater succession than O'Malley's done so far. This is O'Malley's, what, like, fifth? Yeah. How many fights he had in the UFC? I think you can argue that McGregor came into the UFC way more seasoned than O'Malley, though. Yeah, maybe. Way more experienced. Had won two titles at a different organisation. Like, he was way more seasoned. I think they're just more wary of building O'Malley because he's younger and less experienced than McGregor was when he came in, but... Yeah, I'm only 27. Yeah. He's for intense championship. For five fights there. He be beat down. LFA. So he's 7-0. And then he was on contender series. Tough. And then since then, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven fights in the UFC. Yeah. Nah, you make good points, but as long as he fights fucking ranked guys now, I don't mind. But I'm just sick of seeing him fight fucking bums. Like, I'm not being funny, but the Chris Martino fight, uh, it's a bit of a joke, really, like, when you look at it. Are you telling me that there was no one? Are you telling me there are guys that were actually in the UFC who are actually very worthy opponents? We're saying no to fighting O'Malley on short notice. That's fucking bullshit, man. <laughs> they fed him yeah. uh, fucking Chris Martino. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I don't know. I, I get why they do it. But, nah, it's not for me. As long as he fights, uh, to be honest, I don't even want him to fight someone mad. Just someone in the top top 10 to top 15 with a number next to their name. The Sun Chow, Edgar, 
Song Yudong, Marlon Marais, Cruz, Cody, Munoz, like all these guys are sick fights. But when it Cruz, I think Cruz is good. But I don't know. I don't really know what's next for Cruz. I guess this this is a good segue. It's Cruz. I don't know what. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I. I just don't know if I rate him as highly as I used to. Like I saw him talking about fighting Aldo. Nah. Just, nah. Just not before awful. we get onto Cruz, we'll just quickly mention Josh Emmett did beat Dan Ige in a featherweight decision. Uh, but yeah, I didn't actually see much of that one either. But well done, yeah. Josh Emmett, because Dan Ige's no mug. Yeah, it was a really good fight. And Emmett is fucking <laughs> no joke. I'm always surprised when Emmett fights and like he looks phenomenal, considering he's like a fucking little goblin and he fights <laughs> guys who are like considerably bigger than him. Uh, and he always does so well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's probably the hardest hitter at featherweight, to be honest. Yeah. Apart from no, man, Volk, props maybe. man props to him. He's fucking well dangerous. Yeah. Bomb of an overhand. But anyhow, Dom Cruz, uh, fight of the night. Against yeah. Pedro Munoz, vintage Dominic Cruz. After getting dropped twice in the first round as well. Um, well, he, he saw it differently, but yeah. Again, like, I like seeing legends come back and do shit like this. I was cool, so surprised. It? Like, the way he spoke about the game plan, saying that Munoz kind of... I think gas, but it's stronger in the early rounds. The way he came through the fire. No, it was great to see, man. It was great to see. Uh, it's just an interesting moment for him. Like, I just don't know. I'm not contradicting what I said earlier, but like, bantamweight is just insane. I just don't know if I see him beating like Sanhagen, Aldo, Font, Jan, Dillashaw. So, mate. Dom Cruz Aldo would be well interesting. Yeah. Just because they're both two big names and but also like legends who've been around for fucking ages. Don't get me wrong, Aldo might just like the shit on him, but Cruz is such a sort of tricky puzzle. Like I think seriously yeah. that'd be a cool matchup. But I think it would be really cool, but personally no, just as an Aldo yeah. fan, like I'd like to see Aldo go more towards the title. Like Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, but I just think, I don't know if I see out of it in Yan, honestly. But yeah. Uh, Dominic Cruz, right? I don't, I'm not a massive fan of his personality. Yeah, he's a strange like, guy. I just don't find him that likable, but uh, uh, you have to give him so much credit. Like the amount of injuries that guy has had, like serious injuries. The amount of time he's had to spend out because of injuries, keep himself motivated and keep going. It's insane. The fact that he's still fighting now is fucking ridiculous. Um, whilst also being like a permanent employee of the UFC as well, like with the commentary and stuff, that's it's crazy. <laughs> Got to give him props. Totally. He was saying it in a post-fight. He was like, He's only lost two fights as well in his last, uh, well, in his career, really. I know he lost to Ryan Faber eventually back in WEC, but in the UFC, he's only lost to Garbrandt and Cejudo. Like, that's nuts. 
That's so crazy. But at the same time, he's only fought three times since 2016. So like you say, for him to come through with the injury problems is, yeah, so commendable. Got a lot of time for him, to be honest. Like, I think he paved the way for the likes of Sean O'Malley, the likes of Brandon Moreno, like what he did for bantamweights. Or just back then, there wasn't even a flyweight division. Like, there was really just featherweight and then Dominic Cruz and like Mighty Mouse, and, like fucking Uri Faber, Joey B. Um, yeah, he's a. To say he's a legend is a bit of an understatement, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome to see him doing this. I think that, that's kind of what I'd like a fight with him and O'Malley, though, because like old school against new school and. Like, it would actually be a real test of just to see just how good O'Malley really is because Cruz is like no joke. I uh, think O'Malley v Cruz is the fight. You convinced me now. I think that's a great fight. I'd like yeah. to see that. It'll draw loads of attention as well because Cruz has got a pretty big name and O'Malley now is like already like crazy famous and everyone knows him. So. That'd be great shit talking as well. Yeah, I'd like to think that'd be. Yeah, yeah. Build up would be sick. Yeah. I like that. I think Cruz would probably like. <sighs> I know Cruz is like talking about wanting to still challenge for the title, but as you said, like, I don't know if that's realistic. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I don't. I just don't. That's why I find it hard to get behind the idea of him fighting someone like Aldo, just because I think they're on different trajectories. Although I would say one fight that would maybe intrigue me would be Cruz and Sandhagen. I think stylistically they match up like really well. Just like weird footwork, both the pop to his punches, but yeah, that could be quite an interesting fight. Cruz Sanhagen. Yeah, again, though, like, I think similar with Aldo. I don't know if he... I just don't know how... I, I don't know how he goes from, like, nine. Like, he's ranked number nine at the moment. And, yeah, I just don't know if I think... I don't know if... I, yeah, I don't see him as a top five or fighting five. the likes of Aldo, Dillashaw, Jan, Sanhagen... Even like Morab, uh, Rob Font. It's a problem with bantamweight, man. Like, it's just so ridiculously stacked. I think I'd rather see him just like... Him be like Marlon Marais, I think would be a good fight. Like, I know he wants a belt, but yeah, I think it, you know, be realistic. Although, having said that, I mean, fucking Juliana Pena, Charles Oliveira, Glover Tixera, and um, Moreno. So... I never say never. Anywho, mad props to you, Dominic Cruz. Uh, well played, good sir. So, to finish up the card, tied to Uvasa, made it four knockouts in his last four fights. Uh, hell of a fucking streak. I'm pretty sure, like, most of them were, like, this year, if I can remember correctly. Yeah, three this year. And then Stefan Struve 
or last year's card. So, yeah, I mean, it's fucking just love watching him fight. <laughs> nothing more needs to be said. Yeah, he's insanely entertaining. And as long as they keep feeling and people are willing to stand with him, then, yeah, probably going to keep knocking them the fuck out. I know it's crazy, but like, I'd love to see him fight Derek Lewis. Oh. <laughs> That's a really nice big joke. Yeah. That is actually a sick matchup, though. Like, like, yeah, what is perfect? Like, literally a perfect matchup. Yeah, they both often just forget that it's mixed martial arts and just <laughs> have a fucking brawl. So, yeah, would love to see that. I can imagine like type two of us and knocking him out, and then like both of them doing shoeys like in the octagon, like straight away after. <laughs> And Derek just being like, yeah, cheers, mate. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I could see Derek being like, that's nasty. <laughs> I ain't spitting no shoe. I'm drinking from no motherfucking shoe. That would be a sick fight, to be fair. That'd be a wicked matchup. That'd be a wicked matchup. Um, yeah, I wonder where, to be fair, I do wonder where Two Vars is going to be ranked now. Like, he's on a bit of a roll. Uh, yeah, he's on a tear. He's like, he's still not ranked, but I swear he beat Tybura. No, he didn't. He beat Sakai. And Sakai was ranked at 15. Sakai was that ranked 11. So, surely that makes Two Vars the 11th ranked. Heavyweight. So, yeah. I think that's a good fight. The winner of Dorcas v. Lewis fight tied to Vasa. Yeah. I was just going to say, um, speak of the devil, Derek Lewis. He's uh, he's taking on the fucking dork. <laughs> that is Chris Dorcas, man. Uh, not to be mistaken with Kyle Dorcas and Chris Dorcas, mate. Uh, a heavyweight fight on what is actually, for a fight night, pretty stacked. Uh, so you've got Derek Lewis taking on Chris Dorcas. Co-main event, Stephen Thompson, Wonderboy, taking on fucking Bilal Muhammad. Women's strawweight bout, Amanda Lemos taking on Angela Hill. Uh, speaking of Angela Hill, listen to her on a podcast with uh, Paddy the Baddy Pim. One that, you know, a duo I was not expecting to see on a podcast, <laughs> but it was actually really wholesome listening, trying to hear um, Angela Hill understand uh, Paddy's scouse English. <laughs> Fucking jokes. But yeah, she's fighting Amanda Lemos. You got Rafael Asuncao taking on Ricky Simone or Simon. You got the absolute fucking animal that is Mateus Gamrot, who looks fairly unstoppable, taking on Diego Ferreira, the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu whiz. And then you've got Cub Swanson, the bottom of the main main card. You've got Cub Swanson fighting Darren Elkins. <laughs> what a fucking matchup. The curtain jerker. Yeah. Uh, Gerald Mearshaw in the prelims. Honey Barcelos. Justin Taffer. 
uh, I believe he trains with uh, Taito Vassa. Looks very similar to Taito Vassa. Uh, Sajara Eubanks, Raquel Pennington. Some pretty big names across the board, eh? Hell of a card. Uh, Hell of a fine night. Yeah. Uh, I'm really intrigued by Wonderboy for Bilal. Yeah. I think that's a fucking, like, Anytime Wonderboy fights, it's really interesting. Um, and Henry Balau. See, Wonderboy just signed an, a new spike deal, a new contract with the UFC. Mm. Six fights. And he's 39. So they must still believe that he is either like a draw or like worth it, um, which is kind of surprising, but makes me happy because. You know, fucking Wonder Boy. If you can get someone that's going to stand with him, you're going to have a, a fun fight on your hands. Um, I guess this fight is really like Campbell taking down um, because yeah, you're not going to fucking stand with Wonder Boy, Matt. I feel like they should just start giving Wonder Boy, yeah, <laughs> nice fights. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Like, Gilbert Burns, that's not fun. <laughs> Not fun, Matt. Not very fun. Come on. <laughs> Give him someone fun, Matt. <laughs> Wonder Give Boy him... Nate, Nate Diaz. I'll be joked. Yeah, word. Give him a... Hmm. <laughs> Masvidal game would be quite fun. It would. Yeah. Um, to be fair, I'll tell you what would be a good fight. Good fight. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, nah. I was gonna say Pons and Ibio, but he just lost to Neil, and Wonderboy beat Neil last year. So, yeah. To be fair, looking at the ranked feather, uh, welterweights, there's no one. There's no one that fun for Wonderboy to fight. They're all just like grapplers. McGregor. McGregor. Poirier. Poirier. Welcome that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe oh, cut, a, cut one of his legs off. <laughs> cut down to lightweight. Yeah, and then like I guess Dorcas v. Lewis is just uh fucking pick him really. Whoever connects first. <laughs> Two big boys you're gonna throw. Uh hundred percent. Great card, but uh you know what? I don't want to break down each fight. <laughs> yeah, I don't really care, eh? <laughs> I'll care on Saturday when I'm watching them. Uh, yeah. Hard, again, like, how how am I, how are we supposed to find yeah. the joy in our soul for this fight night after, to be honest, yeah, not even, not even Saturday, but the whole year, literally the whole year. I think I've watched every single fight night or every single pay-per-view and fight Bar like all the fucking awful ones like a few weeks ago that was headlined by uh oh fucking I can't even remember the two girls ah uh, like Aspen Lad or something ah uh, that was it yeah Aspen Lad v Norman or something <laughs> Norman McDonald or something fucking Norton <laughs> uh but yeah 
the whole year has just been so insane. Like, I feel like after that pay per view, I feel like they should end the year on a pay per view. I don't really understand the point of this fight night to finish off the year. Like, is it necessary? I would have been fairly satisfied. Poye Oliveira being the last UFC thing that I saw this year. <laughs> Fucking would have capped it off nicely. But well, it's just because they got loads of fighters they need to pay and feed, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, all right, mate. <laughs> Anywho, uh, anything else you want to add, Matt? Uh, yeah. So next week, we'll, we'll like, we'll create, we'll have a, a, we'll just review the whole year. Uh, we will talk about everything, the whole year, performances of the year, fight of the year. There's literally been so many that I think probably going to have to do like top three in every category because I don't know if I can pick fire the year. I said it earlier to you, Ben. I think that Volkanovski Ortega is my fire of the year off the top of my head, but there have been just like the most undescribable bangers this year that I need to like revise the year and learn it again and understand how I was feeling at certain times. Like, mate, I'm looking at this now. Fucking Derek Lewis, Curtis Blades, where Derek Lewis knocked him out with that ridiculous uppercut. That was this year. I completely forgot all about that. Um, Peter Yan, the Alderman Sterling. Fucking so, so many fights this year. I've completely forgotten about in Garnu v Stipe fucking hell that was only in March so yeah we'll fucking review them all next week eh? but quite a lot of food for thought uh yeah you, you want to find anything else or you wrap it up I just want to say uh thanks for your continued support and uh it's been an absolute pleasure so, with that being said, we'll fucking see you in the next one.